Hi guys, it's your host Matilda and today as we promised last week, we are joined by our new host for the summer, Imama. Hi guys, it's your co-host for the summer, Imama. So excited. Oh my god. <laughs> and you're listening to the African Love So podcast. guys so welcome back to a new episode hadiza is now in lagos so she has left us to do this podcast by ourselves so um well we have imama with us imama do you want to tell us a bit about yourself or do you want me to do it because i know your history (laughs) uh well ask me questions i don't know like what do i say okay first of all i know imama from secondary school we go way back way Way back back. (laughs) like before I even understood what life was. And oh, I think I'm quite, good, I think I'm quite wise now. You understand what I mean? Come, yeah. Come, yeah. Bitch hater. But yeah. So Imama, what are your, like, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, just, I mean, like, obviously we'll get to know you and your opinions over mm-hmm. summer, but like, what, what can you tell us about yourself? Like, what do you like doing? What are your interests? Like, you know how Hadiza does art and I do nothing but like this podcast. <laughs> what do you do on your, with your free time? Okay. Well, first of all, my name is Imama, but I also go by Tiffany. So it's very confusing. <laughs> she came here and she went by the colonizers. Uh, Actually, names. Tiffany is also my name. So okay. technically it's okay. not the colonizers name. It's the name that my parents gave me when I was a baby. From the colonizers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically my name is Matilda, so. <laughs> Invite your one to judge. Okay, good. Okay, but yeah, my name is Imama, but I also go by Tiffany. So, like, just in case you guys see somebody saying Tiffany, that also is me. Um, what do I like to do? I honestly sleep a lot, and I feel like oh my god, that is a before we recorded, she slept. So yes, I agree with you. Yeah, but I also um, I guess I just really like medicine and engineering so like anything along those lines and also just really helping people in general so like finding ways to um use biomedical engineering so medicine plus engineering to like help improve people's lives Mm -hmm. like through research just like anything i can i really like that i also love reading so um especially like african yeah like books for like african authors and like even just like black like black american authors as well so like just like books in general i like reading and what else do i do i guess i also like singing so yeah that's still oh there. yeah you're in, in an orchestra oh yeah i played the violin that's true yeah like in the last week we went i and my parents went for imama's imama was performing we don't know if she was actually playing <laughs> well i mean <laughs> you guys saw my hand move so yeah that's all that matters to be very honest but like yeah you guys will get to know imama over the course of the the whole podcast because as i said hadiza has actually abandoned us to august <laughs> But hopefully we'll hear from her. Maybe she'll like call in on some episodes. Anyway, Sha, um, so how's your week been? My week has been long, actually. Mm. This week, for whatever reason, has been dragging. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just because I don't have a lot to do at work. I don't know what it is, but I like, wish. bruh, I woke up on Monday and I went to work. I'm just like, this day is like, actual. I'm never naked. Can't you just ask actually, for like, more 10 work? Years. I guess I can, but do I want to? <laughs> 
Let's stop complaining. Oh my god. But anyways, this week has been dragging. It's been good nonetheless, but like it has been dragging. I mean, I rode a bicycle yesterday, so that was nice. Mm, we should but do yeah. that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, mine has been really busy, so I'm like, when you keep saying like you have nothing to do, I'm like, please, can you take some of my I'm work? Actually, sorry. Oh yeah, we work at the same company, by oh, the way. That is. Yeah, fine. I'm like, please come and take my work. But like, she she's my senior at at work. Please, dear, let's go. Let's go pull similarities and stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's been really busy. I guess it's because my parents, um, my parents left yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like every time after work, I would always be rushing to, you know, go meet them. And like, it was just a lot. Yeah, I'm still not settled in like everything I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. once I get back, I'm going to start going to the gym. Yeah, I'm here for this summer, buddy. Um, what else am I going to do? I want to learn French this summer. Oh, same. Actually. Yeah, we should do I've that. I've been saying like for the past five summers, but this summer actually... No, for real, for real. I actually feel like an energy. Like, oh yeah, last week was my graduation. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Congratulations I'm, again. Thanks. I'm going to post pictures. So you guys look out. Follow me at... Should I really say this here? Follow me at Matilda <laughs> underscore B. So A. Matilda underscore B-A-E on um, Instagram. And like, I don't post much, but like, you know. So in the past week, there's been, just to keep you guys updated as to like what's going on in Africa to an extent. Um, so Sudan, if you don't know where Sudan is, it's a North African country. So in Sudan right now, there is a, there's a crisis going on in Sudan. And okay, so context to the whole thing. So it dates back to December. So in December, the, um, like a protest broke out because in the country, there was like a shortage of cash and there was the prices of bread went high as well. Apparently the price of bread can cause like protest but yeah everyone wants their bread to be very honest and um both metaphorically and actually actually, (laughs) because hello let's go get this bread (laughs) so the government eliminated subsidies i guess the people were just like they don't want this guy anymore so their president's name was omar al-bashir and he had been the president since 1989 and they're like no we've yeah that's like 30 years or so. And they're like, see, guy, we're tired. Like, be out. So the military actually supported them. And, like, they basically impeached him in April this year. So everyone was actually rejoicing with Sudan. Mm-hmm. And even, like, earlier this year, people were posting this um woman. She was actually oh, the yeah, one that, I like, saw led that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that everyone was really cool. happy for mm-hmm. them. They were leading a, a peaceful thing. I mean, the military took over. But then mm-hmm. they were now like, okay, we don't want a military rule. We mm-hmm. want a democracy, right? So they were having protests, like peaceful protests, and everything was good. So June 3rd, the army opens fire on, like, a peaceful sit-down, and, like, they start, like, actually killing people. And reports say there were about over 120 deaths and everything. And it seems, like, out of nowhere. I don't have context to this whole Sudan Mm -hmm. thing. I'm not well-versed in Sudan, but, like, I'm not well-versed in Sudan. Well, okay, yeah. (laughs) But I'm not. Like, North Africa is... A thing that I I don't quite haven't quite understood mm-hmm. quite yet. I guess I it know more like about researched, upon researched, that much. Yeah. not just researched, but even heard much about. Like and most mm-hmm. times when we talk about Africa, we usually always generalize, and when we mean we say Africa, when we really mean Sub-Saharan Africa, a lot of times. That's interesting. I feel like it depends on like demographic you're talking to, because like I feel like if you talk Nigerians, to, I mean probably yeah, yeah. Nigerians that yeah. does make sense. Yeah, when Nigerians usually they mean Sub-Saharan Africa, mm-hmm. but anyways, yeah, I don't know much about Sudan, but it seemed like kind of out of the blues because I saw like in the articles I was reading, 
you would see like a peaceful protest. They were all happy. Like at some point they couldn't do all those things because when the president was leading them, they did, they had restricted human, like stuff that's meant to be human rights. They couldn't do it. Like they, mm-hmm. they banned certain books. They couldn't do a lot of things. Do you get? Oh, I actually did not. Yeah. Know yeah. In Sudan. So like, I mean, once they impeached the president, like they started doing those things. There was mm-hmm. rejoicing and everything. And all of a sudden there's this. So, um, a lot of people on social media have been talking about how oh it's not getting a lot of media presence like we need to talk more about this and mm-hmm. I, I say this every single time we talk about all the issues going on in Africa I, I get conflicted because it's like okay now that there is media presence what on is it being done? what is being done like what is the international community doing about mm-hmm. this what is Africa doing about it even though now it's in the media and people actually know about it what's being done mm-hmm. like I, I know like okay right now they say that the um the opposition and the military are now trying to speak and mm-hmm. like the Ethiopian prime minister is trying to mediate Ethiopia has its own problems I don't know why he's there <laughs> but <laughs> then UN is like okay they want to get involved and everything so that they can peace keep UN is also sketchy but like actually to an extent like they're, they're kind of sketchy like they do their jobs but they have they are controversial to an extent too hmm. to an extent that's, That's my opinion. Obviously, this is an opinion. I think I'm just going to go and like read about them now. <laughs> yeah, now like you guys should go read about it. Maybe people can actually do stuff about it. But I, I think for the vast majority of the things, when I see on Twitter, it's just like, why are we not talking about Sudan? Retweets get media attention, but then now what? But okay, I, I mean, I'm joining them. I'm, them. Ugh. <laughs> I'm joining them right now and I'm still talking about it just for awareness. But mm-hmm. I think we need to come together as a community and actually stop just talking and actually doing stuff. Um, I'll get back to you on how I'm going to do stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, it's like, so you know, but like, what are you going to do, right? Because yeah. it's like, okay, with all the information going out there, it's like, we still don't know what to do. Like, it's like, yes, there's information. And like you're saying, like, you know, we should start doing stuff, but like, we don't know what to do. What if to that do. makes sense. So yeah. It's like, start doing what? Yeah. So start doing stuff, but okay, what's the stuff that we're doing? Do you get? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that's also that. But honestly, I have like, I haven't really followed up on the Sudan issue lately. I've been trying to separate myself from like that news until I'm prepared. Cause I feel like I just been seeing like a lot of like deaths and like things like that. And I feel like if I'm going to actually go into that, I have to like mentally prepare myself like, okay, this is what we're headed into. So, um, I've just tried to stay away, honestly. Media is so negative. Like, every single time there's, like, anything in the news, it's always, like, negative. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you it's get you get really tired. Especially when you're in a position like this where it's like, okay, now, even if I know, what do I do about it? Exactly. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I still encourage people to keep in the know because I think mm-hmm. the more you are in the know, the more you actually start internalizing. Like, what can I actually do about these things? Yeah. Yeah, but... Anyways, oh yeah, and before we move into the topic for today, I'm just going to briefly address last week's episode because one of our listeners actually wrote a comment on our SoundCloud about like how they had, first of all, they had never heard about the black girls being the bottom of the dating pool thing. They were kind of confused about what we were saying because we kept bouncing between identities. Like when we say we were generalizing black Mm -hmm. when, um, like what did we mean? Nigerian, African, American, or do we mean just African in general? Like, it's really... um, Wait, she said 
they were just like, when we generalize black under such a vast umbrella, it's impossible to make an objective statement. Mm -hmm. And I read this and I was like, first of all, thank you. We love the comments. Like we love when it actually feels like we are heard about Mm -hmm. like what we're saying. So like comments, we love it. And we love how they put it because like they actually got their point across like to us, like what they were saying. So to be very honest, yes, that is one of our least research topics, Mm -hmm. but we were really talking about our experiences. And the problem with that is that we know for a fact that it is a black thing. Maybe not black in in the Nigerian sense, because when it comes to Nigeria, we are all Nigerians. We're all black. So it's hard to see a black experience when black is the majority Majority, and black is the norm. But like in places where white is the majority mm-hmm. or like white is the um, or where black is the minority where black is the minority yeah it's um it's actually a black experience we were talking about but because mm-hmm. we are nigerian we kept bouncing between being nigerian and the specific nigerian context of it mm-hmm. and actually being black and when we said black we didn't mean black american we meant black in the sense of the race mm-hmm. not in the sense of like the um the subsect of that of blackness so like if it did if we didn't make it clear i apologize for that but like yeah we really love your feedback and if you guys ever have anything that we say that's like problematic like we want to hear about it. like obviously we are just people talking here so yeah so just grow together yeah <laughs> so what are we talking about today mama so we are talking about child abuse, but like specifically in the house house help context. house help context. Yeah. yeah. So child abuse in the house help context. <laughs> thesis. <laughs> thesis actually sounds like a thesis. We could as well just write one. So I mean, you might not be Nigerian or even understand what house. I think it's kind of. I think it's an African thing, actually. Yeah, in house general. Help in general, because I like I have seen them like in like kenya and oh. ghana do they so. call them house helps too i don't know what they call i think they oh, might like, just call just them like maids? helps or like helps, maids yeah. okay. i'm not sure about Ninja house gift. <laughs> house boy. House boy. Yeah, like so house helps basically are usually employed by the upper and middle class families. They have like disposable income. Although I don't know too much because what they pay them is not enough to say you have disposable income. But it's actually usually the middle class and like I feel um, like even the lower class. You think even the lower class I have, have house help. Even the lower class. I mean I feel like those ones definitely experience it worse, but I have definitely seen even the lower class people have house, house helps. helps. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess like it's just <laughs> where I, I researched it, they said especially by working women who rely on these children to ease their domestic load while they focus on their paid jobs. I find that kind of problematic because it's like yeah, I find that problematic because it's like, so then it's just implying basically that they are doing the work of, of the, the women. Woman, like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. But I mean, we know the patriarchal society that mm-hmm. we live in. Yeah. So let's be factual about that. Yeah. So yeah, did you have any house helps growing up? Yes, I had. Whoa. Okay, I had like, I had a bunch of, when I say like, a aunt- bunch. Wait, wait. <laughs> I had like aunties come and go, but I wouldn't say those were house helps. I feel like those are just more like my mom's, like cousins and stuff. Okay. So I wouldn't say those were house helps because they just came to help. But I had like maybe, 
two real house helps. Real. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the other ones are like, Yo, if you are help. her auntie <laughs> listening to this. You're not my house help. You are never <laughs> my house help. You are an auntie that I genuinely loved and cared about. <laughs> I mean, I obviously love that kid of my house helps too, but like, you know, you're my blood. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I had like two actual help. I remember I, I had auntie happy or auntie happiness. <laughs> Why? I'm not sure if it was happy or happiness. It but... seems like there's... Oh, this is my brand. I'm not going to say this. They always have names like that. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Because, I mean, they're like from like the poor families. I understand, right? I understand, so, yeah. I understand. But, um... I was just making it. I promise you. But go ahead. But yeah, I had like anti-happy slash happiness. And I can't remember the other one, actually. But then like... And then like, yeah, I had anti-happy. And then like... When I got older, when Auntie Happy left, we had like, <laughs> stuff. it's not funny. <laughs> when Auntie Happy left, we had like nannies come and go, but those were not really households. Those were actually just like nannies who came to clean and leave. But then those aren't nannies. Nannies care for kids. You mean like, yeah, but maids? it's like, what do you call? Oh, maids, maids. I guess. Yeah, I just, they were maids. That's not interesting. Like, I've, or I've like, never called them just maids. helps in general. Yeah, okay, I can probably say they were like helps. Is, does maid have a negative connotation to it? Because. I feel- Honestly, to me, it kind of, like, it probably doesn't as a word, but I feel like when I hear maid, I think of like, servant. Yeah, servant. Like, people like, really, really low. Like, people like, you know, you keep in your basement and you bring them out to clean yeah. and take them back. So, I mean, like, obviously that's not actually what the word means. It's but, just like, like a, help like yeah someone that comes in and cleans basically yeah i feel like i'd rather say help than maid. than maid yeah. yeah i feel you i feel yeah. you on that but yeah so i had helps come and go yeah i don't i think we only ever had one house girl and she i hated oh my gosh <laughs> like i hated her i can say this because she wasn't a child <laughs> and this is on the topic i kind of hated her she's kind of really mean like to me you know and then i can't even remember her name uh, no sorry i do auntie antoinette she was from togo um, because represent because <laughs> my mom is from togo and everything so yeah but like do, were any of them young yeah how young okay so auntie happy when i know when she came but you called her auntie though yeah because it's like I called anybody older than my brother auntie, right? Okay. So it's like she she was young, but I called her auntie because actually I think I called her yeah I called her auntie just like out of a sense of respect, even though she was not that old. I know when she came, we were pretty young, and she was probably like a couple years older than my brother, so she was probably like maybe like thirteen, fifteen, Aww. or something when she came. And I remember that also. Like I think we got her. Wow. Got her. her. That sounds bad now that I see it. Do you know the problem? Okay, before we move forward with this topic, I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about this because when we decide to talk about it, we are calling ourselves out. Yeah. Because it's something that's so ingrained in our culture. Culture, yeah. That like when you it's kind of like slavery for instance. Actually. To to some extent, you do see people being treated like as bad as slaves. But I find that honestly, I feel like yeah, I'm going to be devil's advocate because I feel like like, it makes sense. Yeah, asterisk right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's like some justification to it, but we can get into that later. But I yeah. feel like, okay, uh, we'll get into that later just to so, you know, just so I'm not. Anyway, Moving so we, ahead yeah, of yourself. Yeah. We, we got her from like Benin, which is where my mom is from. So like Benin City oh, in no, Edo. Okay. And, um, yeah, what and like. She just came from there. I, I don't even know who got her. I think it was like my. Stop saying God. But I don't know how to say it. It's like, I don't know who. We retrieved her. We like procured her. Like, what do you say? Oh, okay, yeah. 
it's like there's no like yeah, we employed her understand. from yeah oh okay we employed I mean, her from she be- was paid right okay that's another question because let's go on okay. let's just go on we'll so, talk about um, that we we got her yeah <laughs> I'm just so sorry. go on yeah we got her from the beginning so basically yeah. I think it was my uncle actually it's my mom's brother that like got her for us and then he also took her sister as his own house he girl took- I don't really. I feel like go this on, sounds go on, really go on. bad, it's but fine. he employed actually. He employed yeah. her sister, okay. her younger sister, as his You're own. Even younger, yeah. She as was his, 13. she was like thirteen or fifteen, actually, like thirteen, actually. Okay. So he employed her younger sister as his own house girl. Okay. And then they sent her to us as our house girl. Okay. So her sister's name was Blessing and she was anti happy. Okay. So, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Blessing. Oh yeah, you said you had a house girl, but she was not young. Right? Yeah, she wasn't young at all. Okay. Like, you know, but like, I still think there is a sense of like maltreatment of mm-hmm. them regardless, regardless of like their age. Cause I feel like people actually think that they own them. No, it's true. I just, you know, I feel like Nigerians in general have this entitlement air about them. Yeah. So like the fact that they're able to, in a sense, quote unquote, own human beings. Yeah. Gives them like just more entitlement. So I could, I could, yeah, I could see how people think they own them, which is just crazy in general. Crazy. And I, it's still going on till now. I know we personally didn't have one ourselves, like Mm -hmm. it. Can I stop? Can I refer to them as actual human beings? Like, cause I like, they, we didn't have, have one. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sad, but it's like, I'm so sorry. Wow. I didn't realize. I'm they're happy so- and to bless and I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> when you talk about it, you're like, wow. Yeah. Like you, di- you don't realize how problematic it is, mm-hmm. but then even the way you refer to them, it's like, okay. Exactly. So I, we didn't have a house help that was like a child. Mm-hmm. But I know the first time that I came into contact with, I, first of all, even growing up, first of all, for, for, I say first of all, and then I go on and say like five things. <laughs> but <laughs> when, when we were growing up, we lived a certain part of our childhood, not in Nigeria. Okay. So when we came back, my mom was still very much involved at home. She did most of the things. So we didn't mm-hmm. really ha- have to have like anyone help. Then we got Auntie Antoinette and then, <laughs> Which, like a tongue twister, Auntie Antoinette. And, yeah, right. Um, and then I moved to Lagos when I went to secondary school. And then I, over midterms, I would stay with my aunt. And they had a child. She was younger than me. And, oh my god. Yes. I and I was I in secondary school. Most. She was probably, she couldn't have been more than like 11 or 12. Oh my god. Yeah. So like it's, I, I, I think maybe it's because I was old enough to think at that point mm-hmm. and I had never actually seen it happen. Mm-hmm. I felt super uncomfortable. Like even mm-hmm. living in a culture where like it was so normal to have a house help, mm-hmm. I just never realized that people actually got people that were that, that young, young to help them. Yeah. And like not even just that, they would maltreat her like badly. Mm-hmm. Like and I was just like, she's just doing things that like actual normal children would yeah. do. She's a child for goodness sakes. Bro, she's not wild. going to school she's helping you you are literally treating her like a slave i'm sorry like i'm calling them out obviously at this point because i can't with them anymore i'm not no not just not just that because like even what we were saying Mm -hmm. was problematic to start with right so obviously they probably might know better now Mm -hmm. but as of that time they didn't know better we should all i think be given the room to grow yeah and i mean we're talking about it now in hindsight maybe they're still like that i don't (laughs) know but like i know it was so problematic Mm -hmm. they maybe they didn't do all these things like 
when I hear stories about the things that go on with mm-hmm. like the child abuse, the extent to which child abuse can go, I know that maybe they didn't maltreat her to that extent, but that is not how they would treat a child. Yeah. So like regardless, it's like it's child abuse, but not like in the extent. In, like I guess like they're like different. I there's mean, levels. There's levels to this. To this. this. <laughs> Yo, but. I was reading stories when I was researching for this topic, and I just thought. Maybe to give an idea, because some people don't know the extreme that it actually goes to. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. So let me just read some of the stories that I read um, when I was doing research for this topic, because I thought it was crazy. So these are some of the cases that were brought towards the Lagos government office. But then this is just a small number of people that they've actually brought forward to the court of law. But mm-hmm. obviously, so much goes on behind the scene that we don't Definitely. even know. But these ones already sound wild. A 12-year-old boy was brought to the Lagos State Government Office by a neighbor after he was allegedly slashed with razor blades <sighs> and knife by his aunt for misplacing 100 naira. That is wild. And for things like that, get me angry. And you know what's wilder? It's like, I feel like the people that get mistreated the most yeah. are those who live with relatives as house helps. Like actual people that Like know. actual people that they know or like actual people that are meant to be taking care of them like in the absence of their parents. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is the case. Now, I don't have like any data to like back statistics. me up. Yeah. But like just from what I've seen like on Twitter or just like what I've even heard, it's the people who live with like relatives as helps that get mistreated the most. And I just don't know why. Like, I actually want a study on that because why are you slashing another human in general? Knife and razor blades. What exactly is in your heart? Like, I don't understand. Are you, are you devil sister? Because I, actually, I have questions. <laughs> no, I, I have think questions. Nigerians are generally like frustrated to start with. And so, like, when you are giving so much unlimited, like, they, I think they look at them and they see, like, this person that they can just lash out yeah, on I think so. and have no repercussions whatsoever. Because let's even look at it. Nigerians even do these things to their own children, like... To an extent, some Nigerians. It's true, yeah, to an extent. To an extent, but I think what stops them is like, oh, this is my actual flesh and blood. (laughs) I can't kill my own kids. So what more can they do to someone that's not Not their their kids? Bro, that's crazy and actually disgusting. So disgusting. But but what makes it even worse is that these people are not paid. A lot of times, like, do you think your house help (sighs) was paid? Honestly, I don't think so. I think, actually, wait, I think we sent her mom money. Okay. So I think some, yeah, actually, I remember my mom sending, like, her mom in Benin money. And, yeah, I think I do remember that. But I also know that we sent her to school. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. yeah. Like, I mean, no, I don't. That, <laughs> like, not that that makes it any better considering that she was a child. But, yeah. like, like that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like to some extent, I can see why it can be justifiable. Okay, let's discuss that. Because okay. when I was actually researching for the topic, some mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying to an extent it can be a positive thing. Because yes, cause, there's so many poor people in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And through that avenue, if you do it properly and send them to school, Mm-hmm. and help them actually grow while they kind of help you to an extent. Exactly, that it yeah. Helps. I feel, so this is what I think it is. Like, I mean, not for everybody, obviously. This is not true for every house help, and I'm not trying to, like, diminish their experience. Yeah. But I feel like for some house helps who do end up in, like, houses where the owners 
like where the like the owner of the house, like okay, the great. family. In, I was I was gonna say like, oh, the owner of the house. Of, okay, like the family in the house. Yeah, where they have like some sort of sense. I feel like in a sense, it's like a broken foster system. Yeah. So I say that because it's like they take the house up in. Yeah. If the house up is like of a younger age, which they mostly are, it's like if the house up is a child, they usually or I mean they should send them to school. Mm-hmm. They provide them with food, clothing, things like that, and in return, they kind of like clean the house and. And cook. I mean, sometimes they cook, sometimes they don't cook. Like, in my house, the house didn't really used to cook that much. Mm-hmm. What she used to do my mom, she really just used to, like, clean the house and stuff. And even, like, my mom would still tell us to help her clean. Yeah. So it's like, we were all kind of sharing the work in the house. Obviously, she was doing the vast majority. And I can't, I can't say I did half of what she did. Yeah. But she was doing the vast majority. But, like, in a sense, we still, like, you know, kind of gave her food. Like, you know, give her a place to live and all of that. And, like, usually this happens when, like, obviously the people in these situations are people from, like, really, really lower class families. So mm-hmm. a middle class person will not send their child to be a household. It's usually people from lower class. class and the yeah. parents usually give consent, right? Even but, though... But to an extent, I mean, obviously, like, children don't have can't like really decide for themselves Mm -hmm. and i think to an extent it's kind of like very unfair the fact that although i know they are of a lower class it's very unfair that you send your child to go work for someone and Mm -hmm. they're they're being maltreated but you're not even paying the child you're paying their parents parents. no actually so it's like i was gonna i was gonna mention that like Like, that's unfair literally child abuse Mm -hmm. at its max no i i agree i 100 percent agree and no, yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's child abuse. But like, like I said, like, I feel like it's a broken system. System. Cause it's like, I feel like I can see how it can be beneficial in a little way. But at the same time, it's also like a problem, right? Because it's like, now you're kind of making them laborers at this age when they should not be laborers. So, and I feel like, like that's the problem. It's like definitely taking a child in. Obviously, if you want to treat the child as yours and have all your children share the workload, that's great. But, like, when you start making them the, like, laborer in the house, then I feel like, obviously, that's when the abuse part starts coming in. Because you may not be actually, like, beating the child or doing anything terrible to the child, but, like, now you're just turning them into a form of... Slavery. Like, work. Yeah, Yeah. like, work. To an extent, it's really crazy because when I actually think about it, I think you can think about it from, like, two points of views. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, historically, there have always been, like, slaves and Mm -hmm. everything. But I think nowadays, we go based on, like, the egalitarian principles basically mm-hmm. where we believe that all human beings are equal mm-hmm. so every human being should have like equal rights but i don't think nigeria at all operates mm-hmm. under any egalitarian principles we are a very classist society yep. mm-hmm. so it's just like i don't know if there's a way to change that culture well i mean i feel like honestly education probably i don't and think it's education wait like okay do you, which education are you speaking about like education of who the people that are enslaving children or the children themselves well not the children themselves because it's like even if you educate a lower like a lower class child and their parents is like you have to go work for this family there's not much the child can do right so i feel like educating the people who are enslaving the child because it's like like now i'm not saying you, you have to like put them in schools and educate them like that it's just really letting them know okay like you know this is what like if you're trying to employ a household there are people who are 
older that you can employ. And they even need the money, to be honest. But they don't want... At that point in time, I think, like... I think people are exploiting the children because they know that at the point in time that a person goes through school mm-hmm. and they go through, goes, yeah, oh my gosh. And they go through, yeah. <laughs> and they go through an education. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be in that position. They wouldn't go back and be someone's maid. They don't no, want not, to go back and be someone's maid. I mean, I get that, but I'm not even talking about people who go to school. They're, oh my God, there are so many people in Nigeria that also school. So many people that did not get the chance to do, do higher education or whatever. Like, I'm not saying, okay, go and exploit those ones because obviously they're like less intelligent. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you see somebody, like, or if you find somebody who did not get the chance to go to university or even somebody who's like, 18 or so just so like you know they're an adult and, and like they decide you decide to employ them to be your house of at that time i don't think there's anything wrong and like i mean they can be your house for like a year or two save up enough money and go to school, and go to school. do you get it's like i feel like it's doable but then again i feel like there has to be a paper or a reason why nigerians prefer younger people and just for because my ex- they exploit them because well, they know the they time, can exploit them to the maximum. But I feel like they also pay their parents. So like they pay their parents, but I feel like people want children because they are malleable. That makes like, sense. Actually. An older person in their thought process will mm-hmm. create much more problems for them and in the house. That does make and sense. And just that, even that thought process is very problematic. Like, like cynic. Because, yeah, it's, it's cynic because it's like. So you know what you are about to do, basically abuse the person. You're going ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really quite. I I I don't know. I don't know. It makes me feel kind of conflicted because, like, when I think about it, I'm like, a lot of people even here, like, when they live abroad for mm-hmm. a bit, they're like, oh, I miss Nigeria. Like, you can get help because here, Bro, like, have I said that before? <laughs> you said that before. I said that before. Crazy, because you know, here, if you are getting those kind of services, you're paying them. You properly. are paying them properly. And you know that when you go back to Nigeria, you get cheaper labor. Mm-hmm. Cheap, almost nothing. I'm seeing here, like, you pay people, like, around 10K, and 10K is supposedly a good salary for them. What does 10K do? It's exploitation. Like, no, it really is. I don't know. It's, no, actually, it really is wild now that I think about it. And I actually remember, like, I clearly remember when Auntie Happy would be, like, cleaning or something. I've seen Auntie Happy. I'm That's there. her name. I know it is. I'm just going. <laughs> like, I remember when Auntie Happy would be, like, cleaning. And, like, I would feel bad. Like, my sister and I, like, we would actually go and help. Yeah. Like, things like that. So, it's like, I mean, I feel like... You could tell that even at that young age, I kind of knew could okay, understand that, yeah, that there was something wrong, wrong with this. Like yeah. there was like something wrong about it. And I even remember like I recently when I recently went back to Lagos, one of my aunties, like she came and like she came with the this like house help that was oh my god, she was so young. Like she was probably like ten or something. I almost felt my auntie, like I was so upset. And like she would like hit her and I feel like that was my problem. It's like, why are you Trust me, that's not the only problem. Honestly, even when they don't hit them, I still feel it's just like there's why? a thing. It's like a child is taking care of a child. Yeah. And like you'd see this ten year old carrying this boy that's like six year old, like you know, trying to pull this six year old child from like playing with it. And I'm just like, I don't like this is what like how do you say it? like goats living goats or shit? I don't know. There's this phrase like the sheep. Living the I know sheep. what you're trying to say. I don't know, but it's yeah. like it's just really it's like why are you having a child raise up another child? 
And my mom was even talking to me the other day. She was like, oh, she wants to get uh, my auntie to send her one of her sons. Because, like, so right now we don't have any help in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like my, my mom and my dad living in this huge house. And there's obviously no kids in the house. And she's like, oh, she wants to get my auntie to send her her son to come help in the house. And, like, obviously she would, she would take him to school, mm-hmm. take care of him and all of that. And I'm just like, and I literally told her. I was like, mommy, why don't you do all of that without having him, like, clean the house and, like, you know, do all of that? Like, why don't you just, like, bring him bring over him to the house? Bring him and literally and, like, just send him to school. Exactly. And, I mean, if he does help around the house, that's great. But, like, don't Not bring like him as, with the purpose. With the purpose of, of like, having him Of clean. having him clean. I guess that is the problem. It's yeah. like, like, I understand that it can be positive when you bring them and you, and you help them. But you yeah. are still bringing them with the primary purpose. Yeah. Of, purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the primary purpose of having them clean, clean. help around the mm-hmm. house, having them work like odd hours mm-hmm. that they are not even being paid for because you know that the money you are paying them does it's not gross. at all match what they are doing. Mm-hmm. It's exploitation at its max. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but do you think it's going to change in our generation? I think to an extent it would like, maybe not like to like, actually I feel like, yes, no. Yeah. I think it would change in our generation. So I feel like just like our generation is just becoming more self-aware of a lot of things. Like we're actually reflecting more like, hmm, maybe this was not the right way to go. So I feel like it would change. Obviously, we would still have helps. I mean, I feel like I low-key plan on having a help by the grace of God if I can afford one. No, because here it's expensive, right? So if I do plan on staying here and I can afford one, I will get to help. But like, even if I move back and I can afford one for like a sexual price, I probably will also get help, right? But will you, like, like, will you, like, say your mom sent you someone to help and like, and like, obviously, like, you know, the ballpark of the amount that they pay them. Mm-hmm. Will you analyze it yourself and be like, no, I'm not going to pay this? Because like, everyone wants to pay as little as, as, as they can, can for like every service they receive. So would mm-hmm. you be on your own be like, no, I'm actually going to pay this person a livable amount so that when they leave me, they can actually make something of themselves. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I would. Okay. Like, I feel like I would. And I feel like that's why I think it would change in our generation. And so I feel like I would do that. And I would also, what they call it, obviously get somebody that's like an actual, like, adult. <laughs> yes. Like, that identifies an adult. But also, I feel like another reason why, I just thought about it, another reason why I feel like they pay them so little is because most times the house help leave in the house. Like, it's like a house help. So they live in the house and, like, they feed them. And, like, they sometimes, well, they're meant to clothe them. And, like, all of that, like, technically they don't pay rent. So it's like, if you're going to calculate how much you spend on them, quote-unquote, in the house, like, you may not need to pay them as much or even pay them at all. And I feel like that's, like, some Nigerian justification. So... Well, like, well, that's what I think. Because it's like, for instance... But if, I don't think it's true. I don't think that like, I mean, the amounts that they are being paid is still... It's like a, a job. Like, I... No, no, no. It's, it's a job. But it's like, for instance, now, if, like... Okay. All they are doing are 10K and you think that's enough pay? No, no. See, I'm month. not... No, I'm not saying that's enough pay a month. Okay. But I'm saying I can see why some people think it's enough. Because, for instance, if, let's say you worked for a company, right? Mm-hmm. And the company housed you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have... So, let me just say... So, for instance, your salary a month is... I'm thinking dollars. That's converted, sorry. Your salary a month is 100K. Okay. I think... I don't know. Is that yeah, a good so you're kind of... I don't know. Okay, so, we okay. are in this together. <laughs> I think okay. 100K is a good salary. Is it? Okay. I think it is. So, let's say your salary is 100K, right? And honestly, I'm so sorry, guys. I have to default to dollars because I'm thinking of rent and I'm thinking of it's in dollars. So, let's say your salary a month is 2K dollars. 
and your rent a month is $600 and you pay utilities and all of that. Yeah. Let's say your total rent after paying everything is like $700. So now you have one, three left. So, and if you're, and you pay, you buy groceries a month, your grocery also, let's say, cause you want to eat well, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all of that comes to 300. I don't think it comes out for one person, but let's maximize everything. That's already a thousand gone. Now you have a thousand left. So let's say you worked for a company, right? Oh, sorry. And you, and your clothing a month was $100. So that's a thousand one gone. But you have autonomy over. I know where you are going. With yeah, this. I mean, like you know, you have autonomy over it. That's true. But it's like most kids that they are sent. I'm just remember, guys. I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Yeah. So this may not be my actual honest views, but like devil's advocate. But so let's say you are living with like the company now decides to house you, clothe you, feed you, all of that, and they decide to pay you five hundred a month. That's significantly less than the two thousand. And yes, you did have autonomy with that two thousand dollars. But it's like now you're getting a lot more and just like extra money. So mm-hmm. it's like I can see why, even though it's still exploitation, but I can see why the company can be like, Oh, well, we think that's sensible because you mm-hmm. know, like we're doing all these things for you that would have possibly cost more. Cause if you're living alone, you could be paying double that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I could see why the company can see how that makes sense. Okay. But I wouldn't say it's no exploitation. So I can see yeah. why some people pay this like house helps like really like literally little little amount because they think what are they doing with this money really mm-hmm. they don't need to buy anything do anything so they don't need to buy like toiletries anything they all have all of this for them so this money is really just like spending money but do you know like some houses obviously i'm speaking on the other side because like you're playing devil's advocate so yeah I can stick <laughs> on the other side some people make them sleep on like have you seen a place where <sighs> i don't want to call my household out <laughs> but like everyone's sleeping on like actual good beds and then they give the house girls like not so good places that. to yeah. sleep it's like why don't you just give her a bed it's true like it literally wouldn't kill you to give her a bed and <laughs> no, everything it's true. like i think we t- talk about these things in theory like obviously mm-hmm. like they live under my roof so like but those are like the best case scenarios these are not the average cases it's the average true. cases are that they are not living in very good conditions to start with mm-hmm. because they never want to treat them like actual just human beings yeah so it's just it's rubbish so anyway, Sha, like, because before we started, you were talking about how it's interesting that low-income people mm-hmm. have house helps. Oh, how, yeah. <laughs> how's it interesting? I just think it's interesting because, like, I feel like house help should be a luxury. I think it's a luxury, actually. Because, I mean, it's like, like, okay, so how, do, okay, it's a luxury because I feel like, for instance, it's like you wouldn't, like, you don't need a water filter, like, right here, right? You get it because, you know... It's something that you can get to make your life slightly better and stuff like that. So it's like, and I feel like, okay, wait, that's not a good analogy. Anyways, <laughs> I think in general, house helps, like getting a house up is a luxury because like it's not something you need, need. It's something you kind of want to yeah. make your life easier, which is basically like, obviously, and obviously if you can get something to make your life easier, you would, right? But yeah, I feel like getting a house up is a luxury. And it's just interesting to me that some low income families, when they get one, then they treat them worse. From what I've seen, Anyways, low-income families that I have seen or, like, heard about in the news or just, like, on Twitter, the ones that do have the house elves are the ones that treat them worse. And I feel like that just kind of goes back to possible, like, just them not being as educated Mm. or, like, them just being angrier because you know how they say poor people are angrier. And I mean, like, it's not even a joke. Like, I know it's it's funny, but, like, it's not even a joke. I I find that (laughs) kind of uncomfortable. I mean, it... 
It might be a fact. There are truths that might. I mean, be but it does make sense. So, like, if but not necessarily. Not. Like, I would say all poor people are angry because there there are rich people that are angry. It's oh, Nigeria. Definitely. It's Nigeria. Everyone Everybody's is angry. angry. Yeah, but I do. But it's like, for instance, like if your your level of anger is is less when you're living in like an air conditioned house, or for instance, let me not say even let me not even say anger. Let me just say frustration at like. The your things situation. are your situation. That's probably, that's probably a better term. So like, frustration at your situation is probably less when you are more comfortable than it is when you're like basically struggling, right? So I find that they seem to treat their house ups worse, which is just interesting. So I feel like they are also at risk of needing to send their family members out to be house helps. Mm-hmm. So I just find like that, that just that correlation to me is just very interesting because it's like when you find lower income families are the families that do send people out to be house helps to bring more money for the family. But then when they do have house helps, they are then the ones that treat them worse. So I just think that that's like interesting to me. So I just find like, so how do you then think your child is being treated in this home? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they're treated better because you think you've sent them to a more privileged house. I truly, truly don't think that low income families that have, that have house girls are the, or boys house helps because, mm-hmm. you know, it's 2019 equal opportunities. <laughs> um, in the house help industry. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think that it's the same families that send out their kids to be house helps that mm-hmm. also take in house helps. Like, I think it's just, like, there's there's levels of poverty. poverty. Do you get yeah, what I mean? That makes sense. Like, because for you to be able to accept someone in your home, you have to, to an extent, even look like... Like, the families of house helps are not dumb. Like, they don't just send them anywhere. Mm-hmm. They send them to a place that, to an extent, that they've shown that they can even give them a slightly better, better life, life yeah. you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never seen that correlation okay. in real life, but yeah, no, that makes sense. True. No, I feel like I don't know. I have just personally seen. Like I mean, I'm not saying I've seen a family where they receive their house up and they sent one out, but I have just seen like really, really like low income families mm-hmm. have house ups, and I've seen how they treat them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't like. Maybe this is just me maybe being classist cor- and like me just judging from like my box. Yeah, maybe you are seeing it as a correlation just because you've seen. Like, that is the correlation that you've seen in your life experiences. Probably. Because for me, I've seen very, 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 very well-to-do families treat mm-hmm. their house, house helps like actual trash. And it's, like, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But, like, rich people also have frustrations in their lives. That's true. Because a lot of times, and this all, like, all the problems in Nigeria kind of tie together and, like, play with each other <laughs> and just make everyone's life bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, you have a man who who's very rich and he's funding the family and Mm -hmm. everything like he's super super rich and then you have the wife but it's like a patriarchal society so maybe he's like cheating on her or something Mm -hmm. and like she's taking it taking it out on the house girl like she has all the comforts in life but she has that frustration from being treated like the man is taking out his frustrations on her Mm -hmm. she's taking the frustration out on the house girl so i don't really know that it is a low income thing because frustrations literally come from everywhere in Nigeria. Yeah. So I don't know. True. I don't know. Like maybe it is. I just have no that. I mean, that does make sense. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I have seen like one or two circumstances. So that does kind of make that sense. That kind of, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, going on to the laws of Nigeria because we can't go on without <laughs> talking about our laws because I how they aid. They just aid and invest all your child yeah. situation. Yeah. 
We love it. I mean, we no, don't. We, we don't. don't love it. Sorry. <laughs> I've been I that up like a lot. I don't love it. I'm joking. Um, so, um, the laws in Nigeria basically kind of contradict each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Child Rights Act, which we talked about. So, if you go back to episode four on child marriages, we also talked about the Child Rights Act. Under that act, it also prohibits people under the age of 18 from working in Nigeria because we ha- we took on that law, abid the act. But um, our Labor Act in Nigeria mm-hmm. sets the minimum working age at 12. So it's like, what is the truth? Which one do you want? Yeah, 12 <laughs> or? 18 mm-hmm. like do you get i think that's kind of what gives people the i mean there's hawkers on the streets yeah. and they can't say anything because like what are the laws really saying yeah. in this case uh, however in nigeria in 2015 it amended its trafficking laws to increase penalties for offenders and, cri- and criminalize the employment of children under 12 in domestic labor a move this is so stupid. I'm so sorry. Okay, let me read it again. So, it says in 2015, it amended, Nigeria amended its trafficking law to increase penalties for offenders and criminalize the employment of children under 12 in domestic labor, mm-hmm. which means that they are still harping on the labor law that states that the minimum age is 12. 12. So, all they are harping for, like, all they are pushing their efforts towards is for children under 12. So, what happens to children between 12, 12 and 18? <laughs> like, fuck them kids. <laughs> like, what's no, going that's, on? Oh gosh, that's really wild, though. I, but it's interesting, though, because I've never heard of this laws before. So, And I'm pretty sure the average Nigerian probably has does not. <laughs> no one gives so, a flip about laws it's in like, Nigeria. I mean, like, it's good that we have a child rights act that does say like you know you can't work below 18 but then again there's always obviously a contradicting law that says you can't work below 12 so it's like first of all what's the truth but second of all even if they were to like amend that like labor they're not enforcing act, it. it's not being enforced so because i mean people are employing house girls that are 10 like i said my auntie has a house help that is like hey hey hey, hey. you're snitching her and she can be arrested don't worry <laughs> Nobody knows her name. I think that shall not be named. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to fight her for it. But anyways, like I said, like nobody is actually actively enforcing this. And I feel like another reason why it's like even if it was going to be enforced, another reason why it can't even be properly enforced is because a lot of these house help deals deals. Wow, that's terrible. But a lot of these house help deals are done under the table. Yeah. So it's like there's no like actual document signed to be like, okay, this child is going to be your house help from this year to this year like there's no like employment period there's no contract it's just so what do you go based on, on exactly yeah. so it's like if somebody's going to go and harass my auntie and be like oh you're employed to her it's like oh yeah I'm just like taking, taking care, of, care her. of her and it's like what exactly is the child gonna say oh yeah. no she's beating me every day well now you're gonna leave on the streets what yeah. next so it's like it's it's really like a conflicting very sad situation. situation and I do think hopefully our generation is going to definitely change that. make a change I think that's the only thing that you can only like in a country like Nigeria that nothing works like the only thing is to just keep talking to people having these conversations exactly. so people are more aware of it no, because exactly. if you don't talk about it like people will just continue doing what they know mm-hmm. and a lot of times we don't really like thinking about problematic things that benefit us it's true to be very honest no so. to be actually honest but really quickly how can we solve it like we've kind of talked about like mm-hmm. having to just talk 
like start talking, having those conversations. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of people are like, it can't stop until there's like good enough education because it's I think true. it's a right for every single child, child to have an education. And I mean, that's another reason why people do send their babies like to go help people because it's like your child is not getting education from you. And you know, this family might be able to send them to school even though your child is now almost a slave. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you basically, you basically wait. You're like, does the good outweigh the bad? Uh, a little bit okay child go yeah 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 anyways they like a lot of the articles i was reading were basically just talking going back to like law enforcement which we had talked about Mm -hmm. like it's almost impossible in a system where nothing is really done like legally or properly so it's like whatever i feel like nigeria needs a child protective services i was talking who was i talking to about i can't remember well, I was talking to somebody about this, and they said that Nigeria does have a child protective <laughs> services. No, 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 actually, they seriously, because, like, I was talking about it, I was saying, I don't know, I was just talking about it in general, about how, like, they need to go snatch some children away from, like, from some families. And, like, oh, Nigeria does have that, but, like, obviously, it's not working as well, but it does Nothing have Nothing is working, <laughs> seriously. So, I feel like we do need, like, a working child protective services, or, like, I don't know, just, like, something to help those kids, because it's, like... It's kids at every stage, to be very honest, because mm-hmm. kids, oh, whether you are from the upper class or the lower class, or the lower class, like we talked about it, like we've talked about this on multi- over multiple episodes, like it keeps coming up, but like children are really almost not regarded as, regarded as human beings in Nigeria mm-hmm. because like, it's like you see, you think you can treat them anyhow, just because they are kids. And like, we have this respect, respect culture where mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, you are a child. I'm the adult. I know more. And like, whatever. So like that's that on that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that on that. We can't have a conversation about it. So I feel like in general, children really, as you said, we really need someone, an organization. (laughs) Not fuck them. Honestly, it should really we should call it PTK. (laughs) Protect the kids. Protect the kids. No, but actually though, kids need to be protected in Nigeria. Yeah, I think there are NGOs, like a lot of NGOs, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of like civil society groups that are basically coming up. Like I I saw one, they were like um, they are civil um civil society groups in Abuja based on literacy and skills. They try to educate like the house girls basically give them that opportunity to go back to school Mm -hmm. but this is uh, the one i found was specifically for female domestic workers because Mm -hmm. i think the house help industry is very very densely packed by house girls Girls, for some reasons because i guess there's again as i said all the problems in nigeria interconnect (laughs) patriarchy they're like oh my girl child i mean what what does she need education education for for, she'll go learn a trade maybe when she's with them but my guy child he must be the one that's going to take this child (laughs) my guy child um my boy child Mm -hmm. is going to grow up and he's going to be the leader of this family him he must get an education but no fuck them girls you know like it's just yeah every problem is really interconnected but that's mm-hmm. not on that um we should have these conversations more it is problematic we actually need to call ourselves out yeah. maybe try to start calling your parents out when you no, see these actually things. i mean in the most respectful way that you can yeah. even <laughs> if it's not no actually no actually no in the most respectful way that you can because i said that because 
I feel like we forget sometimes that our parents are also learning, right? So That's it's true. like, you think, oh, they should know everything. Like, they're adults. They should be smart. But not really. They're also learning. Maybe they thought that was the, like, that was normal. And mm-hmm. now we've learned, or like, you have maybe not learned right now, but you've learned. Okay, you are learning. You're learning that it's not, uh, it kind of has some comma in there. So mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe like, you know, just like tell them respectfully, guy, the way you're choosing this babe doesn't make sense. It, does, it doesn't really. <laughs> like things like that. So, Yo, yeah. there are so many problematic views our parents carry like the more i have like and i understand like when i talk to them and they give me even i start to question like <laughs> like these egalitarian like um rights that i'm carrying up and down on mm-hmm, my head on my like i <laughs> they actually the right one mm-hmm. because they convince me so much but like when i listen to them sometimes i'm like this is so problematic yeah, like this is literally <laughs> why nigeria is the way it is but yeah. like you know this is all they've known exactly and, yeah like that's their norm pull them out anyways yeah so that's the end of our discussion today so imama what is your lesson from the week because you you listen to this podcast you know how it goes what, <laughs> what did you learn is this my week? lesson from the week Oh, yes. My lesson. <laughs> Why did I get so excited? Yeah. But anyways, a quick backstory, guys. So I traveled to Puerto Rico. Okay. And that was so much fun. But so my lesson from that trip slash <laughs> the past week is suffering is a choice. Enjoyment is compulsory. That's it. I actually use it. You can carry it on your head and your shoulder. Everyone's carried, but yeah, that's it. And that's what I'm going to leave by the summer. Okay. That Amen. suffering is a choice and enjoyment is compulsory. Amen. Huh. I need <laughs> to actually tell me, like, it's actually materialize in my life because sometimes suffering doesn't feel like it. <laughs> but, um, my lesson is that we really need to spend more time with our parents. Aww. Like, I was thinking about it and I was like, before I saw my parents this year, like when they came, I hadn't seen them in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just like, we are all getting older. Like, and it's just so crazy that someday they might not be here. Oh like, God. do you get what I mean? Yeah. I know this is a really grim thought, but it's a real I thought. I think I should have gone last. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. No, it's, it's really, yeah. No, it's, but it's true. It's true. And I kind of want to make it like a thing to try to go back home more. Mm-hmm. Like, although it's a lot of money and it's stressful because <laughs> like, I mean, you, you, you can go it. in a less peak season. Like, yeah. Because it will be cheaper. Yeah, it's then. like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to Airlines, go back do something more. You know, try to spend more time with my parents because mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, it's crazy. I haven't lived with my parents since I was 11. Bro. I've literally like half your life at this point. Actually. At this point it is. And in like two years it's going to be. More than half yeah. of my life. It's crazy. That's but interesting. Yeah. Anyways, guys. Yeah, we're trying to get more, like, you know, guests on the episode. So we are. Look out for us this season. It's (laughs) going to be a really good season. I see it in going forward. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to us, guys. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. And have a great week. Bye. Bye.